0: Seven Tishrei Zion Tishrei Tzaddik, his life, ten one thirteen. It is impossible to describe the joy the Rav of Neshchiz derived from the Rebbe's visit and the love he showed him. The Rav had been bedridden as a result of an extremely serious illness, as is well known. For half a year he had been confined to a darkened room because he was unable to suffer even the smallest patches of sunlight. He was unable to move, and he could not eat cooked dishes because he could not bear the smell. He drank soups that had to be strained repeatedly before he could eat them. No one was allowed to bring food into the house because of the smell. The Rav suffered greatly. But when the Rebbe came to visit him, he literally brought him back to life. No sooner did the Rebbe's messenger arrive with the news that the Rebbe was on his way to visit him, than the Rabbi was filled with joy, and he said that the news had literally brought him back to life. Afterward, the Rebbe himself arrived, and the Rav received him with great honor and love and unparalleled warmth. They spoke together at length, and according to reports from the Rebbe's attendant, they discussed the subject of visions and perceptions attained by the true tzaddikim. They discussed the angel Metatron, and so on. Afterward, the Rav gave explicit instructions that a dinner should be given in honor of the Rebbe in his own house in spite of the fact that they were forbidden to bring in food because of his illness. But love breaks down barriers. Barishit Rabba fifty-five, eleven. A great feast was prepared, and the rebbe sat at the head of the table. The rav himself got, got up and came into the living room, dressed in the traditional coat woven with gold threads. He joined them at the table out of honor for the rebbe, even though it was half a year since he had gotten out of bed and sat at a table. It was the Rebbe's intention to spend Shabbat in the area. The Rav pressed him to eat in his house on Shabbat. The Rebbe was unwilling to do so, but the Rav urged him strongly, and it would appear that he did so. The Rav sent the Rebbe ten gold coins for a redemption. The Rebbe saw that the Rav was obliged to distribute all his money, but this was impossible, and he understood that he would have to pass away. The Rebbe returned home prior to his death. Rebbe Wisdom, His Praises, 13. The Rebbe used to engage in all sorts of simple devotions. When it came to serving God, he was utterly without sophistication. All the Rebbe's devotions were also completely hidden. As soon as he found himself in public, he would make a special effort to do all sorts of childish things. He would jump and play so much that no one could tell he really wanted to devote himself to God. The following childhood custom illustrates both these points. As a young child, the Rebbe would often exchange several silver coins for coppers. Then he would secretly enter the synagogue through the window, taking along his copy of Shari Tzion. He would then joyfully recite the L'Shem Yichud prayer, asking that the elements of God's name be unified through the good deed he was about to do. As soon as he finished the prayer. He would take one copper and place it in the charity box for anonymous donors. He would then distract himself as if he had completed the deed and was ready to leave. Then suddenly he would begin again. He would say the L'shem a second time and deposit another copper in the charity box. He would distract himself again and repeat the process. The Rebbe would do this again and again until he had placed every single copper in the charity box, each time repeating the L'shem In this very simple and unsophisticated manner, he would perform not one but many mitzvot with a single silver coin. The Aleph Bet Book Truth B. 4. Falsehood leads a person to immorality and murder. It also causes the upright to err in sexual and homicidal matters and teaches permissiveness in the Torah. 5. When a person does not distort his words... He is able to humble the haughty and elevate the meek. 6. A person who does not speak one way with his lips and another in his heart has no fear of drowning. 7. Truth brings to satisfaction. 8. The disorders of diarrhea and constipation come from lying. 9. Truth will bring the final redemption. Kitsar Likute Muharan 1, lesson number 3. 6. When a person hears a joyous song and through this binds himself to God with a broken heart, the song is thereby elevated, even though the singer is an unworthy person. And the kingdom of holiness is raised up. The way that a person can attain this rectification fully is by studying the oral Torah, the Talmud, at night. Lesson number four. I am God your Lord. Exodus 22. 1. It is proper for a person who cleaves to the true tzaddik to know that everything that happens to him is for his benefit. When a person knows this, this perception is a taste of the world to come. A person merits to attain this knowledge by confessing before the Torah scholar. Then he will merit to know that everything he endures all the days of his life is entirely for his benefit, and that it is all out of the love that the Holy One Blessed is He has for him. This is the essence of complete knowledge, that a person should not rebel or become confused by all the tribulations he experiences. Instead, he should believe that everything is for his eternal good. 2. By confessing before the true Torah scholar, a person elevates the kingdom of holiness to its root. In turn, he nullifies the rulership of the nations, and then he merits to know that everything that happens to him is for his benefit. Then he will say the blessing who is good and who does good, over everything. See Orachaim two twenty two one, And this is a taste of the world to come. Rabbi Nachman's Stories The Lost Princess The giant said that he was certain that no such thing existed. He discouraged the viceroy and told him that he had been convinced by foolish tales. Certainly no such place existed. The viceroy began to weep very bitterly. He was certain that it must exist someplace, even though this giant was discouraging him and saying that people had obviously told him foolish tales. The viceroy insisted, it certainly does exist. The giant said to him, In my opinion it is mere foolishness, but since you are so stubborn, I will do something for you. I am in charge of all the animals. I will summon them all together. The animals run all over the world. Perhaps one of them knows something about this mountain and castle. He summoned all types of animals, large and small, and asked them. They all replied that they had not seen anything like that. He said to the viceroy, See, people have told you foolish stories. Listen to me and go home. It is certain that you will not find it. It simply does not exist. The viceroy continued to press him and said, But it must exist, definitely. The giant said, My brother also lives here in the desert. He is in charge of all the birds. Maybe they know something. They fly high in the air, and it is possible that they have seen such a mountain and castle. Go to him and tell him that I sent you. Restore my soul. Moharan 11. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Isaiah six three. No place is devoid of God. He fills all worlds, and he encompasses all worlds. Even a person whose occupation is trading with the Gentiles cannot excuse himself and say, I cannot serve God, because of the materialism that burdens him through his business. Godliness exists in everything, even in material things and in all the languages of the Gentiles. Without godliness they would have no vitality and they could not endure for a moment. It is only that the lower the level, the more contracted is godliness and the more heavily veiled it is. Bukuti Muharan 1, 33. 12. Because of this, you should know that even if you are sunk in the very domain of the klipot, and you are on the lowest of levels at the point where you imagine that it is impossible for you ever to draw close to God, because you are so far from Him, here still you can find God. You can attach yourself to Him and return in perfect repentance. For it is not far from you, Deuteronomy 30:11. It is just that in the place where you are now, there are more garments concealing the godliness. 1, 13. There are people who have done so much wrong that they fall to the level of the concealment within the concealment. Because of this, they come to believe that there is no longer any hope for them, God forbid. For when a person does something wrong several times, the matter becomes permissible in his eyes. Kedushin 20a and 40a, Yoma 86b This is the first concealment. But when he does still more wrong, then God becomes hidden from him to the point of the concealment within the concealment. Then it is hard indeed to find him. Yet, through the Torah, even such people can be stirred and brought to a knowledge of God. They can come to learn that there is hope for them too to return to the truth and draw near to God. For through the power of the true tzaddikim, all men can draw close to God at whatever time, wherever they may be. Yekutiel Moharan, one fifty-six. Reb letters, year one, letter number five, with thanks to God. Friday, Tishrei, five five eight four. Breast love to Cherkasi. Greetings to my dear, honored son, my beloved friend, Reb Yitzchak. May his light shine. Thanks to God, I arrived home safely Tuesday evening, and thank God everything is as it should be. Please, my son, look carefully at what your purpose is. Strengthen yourself in God's Torah and apply yourself diligently to your studies. Set a time every day to seclude yourself with God in Hitchbododut. Express yourself before Him. Beg Him and plead with Him to bring you to truly serve Him. Study the Rebbe's books until you know them by heart, and remember what I've taught you in my house. If you apply what you have heard, you will be able to hear more. Brachot 40a and you will be able to hear from me many more words of advice and encouragement which rejuvenate many souls. Then you will attain good in this world and the next. There is no time like the present to study Torah and to pray, for youth is a wreath of roses, Shabbat 152a, and, if not now, when? Avot 114. Our days are like a passing shadow, and time rushes by. Nothing but the Torah prayer and good deeds that you manage to grab each day will remain with you. Everything else is passing. I will not go on. I have already told you this and more than this. And besides, it's all explained clearly in the Rebbe's books. Study them over and over and never leave them. Avot 525 The most important thing is that you look at them every day as if they were completely new. Constantly make a fresh start. Don't let anything discourage you, God forbid. View yourself as literally created anew at each and every moment. If you do this, you will gain success and wisdom. The words of your father, Nussan, the son of Reb Neftali Herz of Breslov. May his light shine. Reb Letters, Year 2, Letter number 233 This is the key. A person must eradicate and banish all the questions, confusions, and convoluted calculations from his heart, and just do his job, and grab all the good that he can, whether much or little for it does not matter if a person does much or little, just that his heart be directed to heaven. He must persist in his good yearnings and desires and rely on the power of the true tzaddikim that they will certainly finish for us what they have started. If, meanwhile, things are happening with or to us, we still need to know the truth, that we really do not know anything at all how things will turn out in the end. I said that I would grow wise, but it is far from me. This is exactly the idea expressed in He saw the place from afar. It is also written, and his sister Miriam stood at a distance, Exodus two four. This verse, too, contains the same idea. For Miriam first prophesied that Moses would save Israel, and subsequently she saw him being thrown into the river. It is written that the verse is hinting at just this, that she stood at a distance to look and to hope over the final outcome see Ramban to Exodus two four. But the hope for good is only from afar. This is also the meaning of the verse from afar she will bring her bread Proverbs thirty one fourteen. It has to come from afar, because the bread of Torah can only be attained from afar, as discussed above. We must also know that our material bread, i. e. our livelihood comes from very far away too, each person in his own way. If we know this, we will certainly be strong, as we must, in our trust that God will surely sustain us as is fitting. And if it seems far off, it is no surprise, because without a doubt, our bread must come from afar, for a person's livelihood is as difficult as the splitting of the Red Sea. Psachim 117a Nonetheless, it will certainly come. Thus, In both material and spiritual matters, it is necessary to put into practice, he saw the place from afar, and to literally see the object of a person's hope before him, no matter how far off it may seem. Then, precisely because he does this, it may well be that what he is hoping for will come immediately when he least expects it. This is what happened in the case of our father Abraham, when the judgment was immediately sweetened and the angel said to him, Do not lay your hand on the boy. Genesis 22.12. Immediately afterward, though, he had to fortify himself in trust and hope for a different new salvation. That is, he had to find a wife for Isaac. This is what is written. After all these things, Abraham was informed. Rashi comments there, these things are thoughts he had as a result of the Akedah regarding Isaac having to marry. God then helped him, and he was informed that Rebekah had been born. While this was indeed wonderfully good news, it was still a very remote possibility because Isaac was thirty-seven, and Rebekah, his wife-to-be, was only one day old. He then came home and found that his first wife, the Sarah, our mother, had died, and he had no place to bury her. It is explained in the Midrash that all these things were part of our father Abraham's tests. Even now the hope of our father Abraham and of our ancestors of blessed memory has still not been fulfilled. For we are now at the lowest level in the grip of bitter exile, physical, spiritual, and financial. What can we say? What can we say? If God had not helped us by sending us his true tzaddikim in every generation, we would almost have lost all hope, God forbid. But now, due to the might of the true tzaddikim through whom God has made known his salvation, thank God our hope is very, very strong indeed that without a doubt, God will finish what he has begun so that we, small and destitute as we are, must expand our minds and understand hints from all this in order to see the place from afar. It is impossible to explain all this in writing, but this should suffice for someone seeking the truth. Shemot HaTzadikim From here are the names of the Jews mentioned in the book of Chronicles. B'nai Zerach Zimri Eitan, Haman, Chalcol, Dara, Bnei Eitan, Azariah, Bnei Chetzron, Irachmael, Ram, Keluvai, Aminadav, Nachshon, Salma, Boaz, Oved, Yishai, Eliav, Avinadav, Shima, Netanel, Radai, Otzem, David, that is David HaMelech, V'achyoteim, their sisters, Tzruya and Avigail, Avshai, Yoav, Asael, Amasa, Yeter yishmaeli, Yesher, Shovav, Ardon, Siguv, Ya'ir, Ashur Avitakoa, Yerachmael, Ram, Vuna, Oren, Otsem, Achia, Maats, Yamin, Aker, Shamai, Yada, Nadav, Avishur, Achban, Molid, Seled, Apaim, Yishi, Sheshan, Achlai, Yeter, Yonatan, Pelet, Zaza, Atai, Natan, Zavad, Eflal, Oved, Yehu, Azaria, Chaletz, Elasa, Sismai, Shalom, Yikamya, Elishama, Mesha, Marisha, Avi, Cheveron, Korach, Tapuach, Rekim, Shama, Racham, Avi, Yarkam, Shami, Maon, Charan, Moza, Gazez, Yahdai, Regem, Yotam, Geishan, Felet, Efa, Shaaf, Shever, Tirhana, Sheva Avi Machbena, and Avi Giva. Achsa Bat Kalev, Bene Kalev, Benchor, Bechor Efrata, Shoval, Salma, Charef. Rabnusson's Prayers 1. Prayer number 5. In a cloud of glory, you revealed yourself to your holy people when you spoke with them at Mount Sinai. With claps of thunder and flashes of lightning, you revealed yourself. And at the sound of the shofar, you appeared to teach your people Torah and mitzvot. The blast of the shofar. Master of the universe, grant that I should hear the sounding of the shofar on Rosh Hashanah from shofar blowers who are genuinely pure and God-fearing. Let the holy sound of the shofar penetrate my mind like thunder until I am gripped with fear and awe of Hashem and his radiant glory, so that all the crookedness in my heart will be smoothed out, and I will come to inner purity and holy joy, as it is written, and to the pure of heart joy. Happy is the people who know the shofar blast, Hashem, they will walk in the light of your countenance. They will rejoice in your name all day long, and through your righteousness they will be exalted. Hashem Grant that I should experience the fulfillment of this verse in my own life. Through hearing the shofar sounded on Rosh Hashanah by someone who is truly God-fearing, guard and protect me the whole year round from every kind of fear and from all possible damage as a result of thunderstorms. With claps of thunder and flashes of lightning you were revealed to them, and with the sound of the shofar you appeared to them. Joy of the mitzvot. Hashem our God and God of our fathers, Lovingly help me fulfill your mitzvot with great joy. Bring me to pray to you with all my strength. Let the various kinds of energy in all of my 248 limbs, my 365 sinews, my flesh, my bones, my veins and arteries, my fat, my blood, my brain, the nerves that branch out through my whole body, my five senses and all my other faculties, enter enter into my prayers and be merged within them. Let me bring out the sounds and words of the prayer with great force. Let my voice come forth like like thunder, and let the sound of my voice arouse my inner concentration, so that I will hear and understand the words I am saying in my heart. Let me pray with intense attention and devotion, and bring me to attain the highest level of heavenly fear, awe at your exaltedness. Protect me from all extraneous fears, so that I will not be afraid of anything or anyone in the world not of powerful officials or important personages, nor of wild animals, violent robbers, or anything else in the entire world. Let me have no extraneous fear whatsoever. Let me only fear you at all times, and help me experience supreme awe at your exaltedness. Pure Thoughts Loving God, help me clear my mind and my thoughts of ideas and theories that are in conflict with the Torah. In order that I should not sully my intelligence and sensitivity with sinful thoughts and desires, or sour my mind with erroneous theories, free me of all doubts and skepticism, and let my mind and my thoughts be pure, clear, and holy. Give me the strength to fight against the bad thoughts, doubts, and sinful desires that come to confuse me. Let me keep them out of my mind. Let me fight them down and drive them away completely. Let them have no power to enter my consciousness at all, and let me sanctify my mind and my thoughts at all times. Please, Hashem, you know the tremendous damage caused in the upper worlds by every single bad thought, and even more so by evil doubts that go against the very foundations of Torah faith, God forbid. Such doubts cause a flaw in all the worlds, and have the power to uproot a person from the source of life until it becomes extremely difficult for him to repent and rediscover the path of life. You alone know the full extent of the damage caused on the highest of levels by every evil thought and idea that comes into the mind. You also know the tremendous power such thoughts have over our minds and their ability to confuse us. We are under constant pressure to succumb to them. I have sinned in this many times. I have failed to protect myself against such thoughts or fight them and I have caused tremendous damage to my own mind by the evil thoughts I have allowed to enter. My whole mind is full of alien thoughts. I have transgressed the prohibition against chametz, leaven, souring my mind with forbidden desires and skepticism, and allowing myself to fall prey to all kinds of meaningless distractions. Not only have I not tried to fight against such thoughts, but I have opened myself to them, making no effort at all to push them out. I have not followed the advice given in your holy Torah to at least sit passively rather than willfully entertain sinful thoughts. Sit and do nothing. I have not listened to my teachers. How many of my days have gone to waste because of confused and evil thoughts? I am sinking in the depths of the mud with nothing to support me. I have come into the deepest water and the current is sweeping me away. My mind is such a turmoil of evil thoughts and confusion that it is extremely hard for me to fight them, even when I want to. Hashem, you know my folly, and my sin is not hidden from you. I come before you prostrate, humbled, begging and supplicating like a poor man at the door, sighing and beaten down, asking, requesting, and begging as a free gift and an act of mercy that you should show me your wonderful love and kindness and take me out of my darkness into the light. Help me sanctify my thoughts today and forever. Pesach, freedom from chametz. Master of the universe, help me receive the full holiness of the Pesach festival season. Throughout the eight days of Pesach, guard me from transgressing the prohibition against eating even the slightest amount of chametz. Help me fulfill the mitzvah of eating matzah on Pesach in great holiness And let me thereby receive the light of the spiritual insight and inspiration that radiate then. With the strength this inspiration will give me, let me keep my mind and my thoughts holy every day of the year and for all time. Let me close my mind to extraneous idle thoughts and certainly to evil or atheistic thoughts. Let them not enter my mind for even a brief moment. Let me not be drawn in by the persuasive arguments and temptations of my evil inclination. And let me avoid all debates with it. Help me keep firm against the evil inclination at all times, and push down all improper and idle thoughts. Let me drive them out of my mind and keep them out, until eventually they will disappear completely. Don't let them have even the slightest hold or influence on my mind or my thoughts. Let me be included among the true tzaddikim who make battle with the unholy forces of the other side, so that they should not come close to the holy sanctuary.